You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Zach Cottrell from the Roaring Riot. So, Gunner, Roaring Riot. Uh-huh. is uh, another travel group similar to Burger King Travel, right? They, uh, I look at them as a full-on media group and, and and not just travel. Like, they do everything. If you go to their website, um, one, our website looks um, scarily uh, similar because we might have taken a lot of notes based on what they do. <laughs> uh, I kind of look at them as like the blueprint for fan travel and fan, fan experiences when it comes to a team. And um, they do they do some great stuff over there at Roy Riot. Hey, well, I appreciate you saying that. It's been uh, pretty challenging the last few years, obviously, dealing with uh, the the challenges of the world with COVID and not having in-person events. I know how you know that that is, but also uh, we're pretty apathetic in, in Carolina right now about our team. And it's funny listening to you guys as I was sitting in the back room talk about the coaching staff. And, you know, the, I don't I think. We saw a poll last week about 98% of our fans, and of course it's a Twitter poll, are just are ready to fire the coach. I mean, it's pretty uh, it's pretty bad here in, in Charlotte. Well, what about Baker? Were you guys excited about Baker when he came in? Um, I think the fan base was pretty mixed originally. Um, I think a lot of people were excited that it wasn't Sam Darnold. Um, you know, Baker has some moxie. He's got some attitude. He's, you know, he's, he's – cocky and um you know he's got a personality i guess is the best way to put it and we haven't had that in the qb room since we've lost cam so you know getting someone who who's more uh animated on the field i think was was pretty exciting but uh you know just like you guys throwing out the stats there he's been anything but <laughs> great to start off yeah. the season so uh after last game and and how inconsistent and how many open receivers he just missed and how bad his footwork looked uh people are already hoping Sam Darnold comes off of the IR pretty soon, which just kind of tells you everything you need to know about our quarterback situation right now. Yeah, man, I'd rather see PJ Walker than either of those guys, but uh, yeah, I'd rather Christian just take it from the wildcat every play. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Going back to Matt rule. uh, He was one of the hottest coaches on the market when he was available. Um, But now three quarterbacks and some average seasons into his NFL career, you kind of alluded to it. The fan base wants to see him go. How much pressure do you think he's under, not just from the fan base, but maybe management and and everything surrounding the team? It's tough to tell. I mean, there's been conflicting reports, you know, and and from our media friends. I mean, we certainly have heard that he's definitely uh, his seat is definitely hot. Um, You know, there were rumors that if he didn't win this game this past weekend, that it might have been the end of it. But then their conflicting reports came out from Rappaport after that, saying that he, um, you know, the owner was going to have patience and he had the entire season. So it's tough to tell. I mean, you know, our owner being new to the league and, and new to football, 
as his first head coach that he hired and he gives him some seven year, 62 or $8 million contract, which is just insane. Unless I guess you're worth 16 billion then it isn't as insane. But with that being said, we think that does play into a little bit of, you know, why he kept him around after last year. I know that Tepper is the name of owner, Dave Tepper, you know, he comes from Pittsburgh and he was a minority owner of the Steelers organization. So, you know, one thing the Rooney's have done really well and that he's been a part of too, while he was there as a minority owner was just being consistent, um, you know, having the same coaching staff for long. I think what you guys might know, the Steelers have had like three or four head coaches, I think in their entire, uh, in their entire yeah. history. So, you know, just giving them the benefit of the doubt, not making a rash decision, um, yeah, that was part of it, but at the same time, I'm not sure if he was willing to eat the, the you know, the last five years or whatever of the contract too. So we'll see. Um, yeah, there aren't a lot of fans of Matt Rule right now in Charlotte. And um, wait, know. how many years does he have left on that contract? This is his third out of seven. So he's got four more. You hear this, Gunner? So we got an owner that may not want to eat four years on a contract against a high-profile pro- coach. Yeah. Does this not sound eerily familiar? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how much you guys know about Matt Rule, but coming in, um, there's a uh, year three was always his thing, right? Year three at Temple, they had a winning record. Year three of Baylor, they made it to a bowl. Whatever it was, year three was always the year that he would turn these programs around. Now, obviously, the NFL is a lot different than than college. You you have recruiting, um, you're motivating younger men instead of multimillionaires who have been in the league forever. But anyway, this is Matt rules year three. So you know, the, the story was, this was going to be the year that he's turned it around and the Panthers have looked pretty inept up to this point. Uh, were you surprised that they let Hassan Reddick walk? No, I'm not surprised. I mean, he had a great year and, and you know, he, I think he's a temple guy, right? So he had ties yep. to, to Matt rule. Um, you know, I, I think, they really think Brian Burns is going to be uh, is going to be a great player, and he is actually. He's actually done fantastic. But um, they don't really have a big stud that's lining up, you know, on the opposite side of him. And that's one thing that Redick benefited from last year was all the double teams that Brian Burns gets. So um, they've kind of done it a little bit more by committee and situationally so far in the season, which is fine. But um, but no, I wasn't surprised. I mean, um, he was going to get a big payday, and he did. But um, in Philly, right? Yeah, he went back home to Philly. He's a Philly yeah. guy for sure. Um, he he was you know a player that we drafted, and he tore it up his final year of his contract. The Cardinals didn't extend him. Um, they let him test free agency and and got a nice little payday from you guys and um, had a great year there last year. And and Cardinal fans were watching him from afar of like, this is one of our guys that should have got a second <laughs> contract and did not. And so. Right. Uh, it was interesting to see that he then wasn't retained by you guys either. The Cardinals at that point during the offseason, um, we let obviously Chandler Jones walk. So we were thinking, hey, maybe we'll be in play for Redick again to come back. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, that was kind of a rumor. And and he ended up going home. You can tell he's a Philly guy through and through, though. I mean, if they threw him, I'm sure they got a hometown discount, uh, you know, in the end all be all to, to get him compared to what I think some other teams would have paid them. But um, because I think he just wanted to be there. But. I want to turn to the offense quick before we go back to the defense, but Christian McCaffrey, you know, I just saw that he's now missed two days of practice. He's a big part of your Panthers offense when healthy Um, over the first three games. He has certainly had impact plays on the ground, but are you surprised that his receptions have not yielded uh, bigger gains? (laughs) 
I'm surprised. No, not necessarily just the way that um, McAdoo has been running the offense so far. I mean, the first game, Christian barely got any touches on the ground or in the air, and it almost looked like our offensive coordinator and coach were just trying to outsmart themselves, basically. Like, hey, we're going we're gonna to trick the Browns by not using Christian, which is just, you know, a crazy strategy and obviously backfire the offense what you know didn't look very good at all but the last two games he's done it he's done a good job on the ground I know he's been over 100 yards on on both the games um as far as his receptions I mean he's had some looks just again Baker's just been a little bit off whether it's to him or to DJ or to any other receivers you know he's just been a little bit out of sync and there are a couple balls that were we're close to being caught, I guess, but you know, Christian was definitely having to make some crazy extensions to try to to try to reel them in. So I'm not surprised because of what McAdoo's tried to do um, and how Baker has looked and how he's just been a little bit off. So, but not having Christian as part of the receiving game is a huge mistake. I mean, the guy's got great arms and you know, obviously the great hands, and then uh, you know his his yards after the catch and his moves after the catch are, are phenomenal. So anytime you can get got, got that guy the ball, you want to. But uh, I heard Christian. you guys talking about it. He's uh, he's on the he's on the injury report, so it's just kind of uh, it's, it's not surprising for us. This will be the third year that uh, that he's had some kind of injury, and the rumors are that it actually is pretty serious. So um, we'll see. I don't think anybody. Oh, you has think he's not play Sunday? I think there's a good chance he doesn't play Sunday. But again, I don't know if that's me just like thinking about being thinking the worst from yeah, <laughs> being uh, Christian, from what's happened. But um, yeah, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, it's, obviously really the backbone of that team for, for many years. And then recently, the last couple of years, he's been flanked by injuries. Um, and you start to look like, I look at someone like a Todd Gurley, right? Like that was another guy, a backbone of a team. And then all of a sudden year after year starts getting injuries and quickly like dissolves as a running back. Like, mm-hmm. uh, is that something that you worry about just personally as a fan that Christian McCaffrey might be, on the back end, or even like a Kamara, you're seeing Kamara like he still put up good production, as is McCaffrey. Look at like guys like that, they're putting up that production. But are you starting to see that this might be towards going towards the end versus the beginning? You know what I mean? It's hard not to think that again, this would be the third year in a row that, that he's had some kind of injury that, like, you know, the previous two, he's gone on IR. Uh, I think he'd played maybe eight games collectively the two previous seasons. So it's hard not to think that at this point, this is, you know, this is a trend. This is a thing. He's he's injury prone, but it's just it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow because three seasons ago was when he had the was it, I think the fifteen hundred rushing and, re- and receiving. So is that correct? Might have been a thousand, whatever it is. But you know he was uh, he did both fantastic and he was durable and he took the hits. And so I don't know if um, you know just the wear and tear from that season did something to his body, but uh, you know he takes good care of himself. He's he's in great shape, but he is a smaller guy and. Um, yeah, we've seen a lot of those guys just kind of take a pounding and, and not really get it back. So hopefully that's not the case because he has looked really good so far this year. Um, I'm just question, you know, if, if he can hold up, if he's durable enough. So that'll be a that'll be a pretty big hit if, if Christian is out. There's an update to the McCaffrey. It was uh, about an hour ago. Uh, it's a thigh injury. Matt Rule said that he wasn't concerned about the star tailbacks availability for the game. Uh, but if he is out, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba, right? Chuba, 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 yeah. Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman 
would take on an expanded role. But I mean, he still thinks like as of now that that McCaffrey's going to be playing. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's a little bit different than what we saw yesterday. Um, you know, that's one thing the team did differently this year was actually went out and invested in Foreman, who had a great year with uh, with the Titans, right? So uh, last year we just didn't have a, a second option. I think Chuba Hubbard was a rookie last year, and he was the only uh, only backup running back that we had. Yeah, it was so, it was yeah, a they, far it was a far difference from when you had Mike Davis behind him when when he went out that first right. year. Yep. So, um, so yeah, you know, Foreman's done well in his few opportunities that he's had this year, but I think he's proven in the past that if he needs to carry the load, he can. So, but I mean, you know, Chris is the top five running back in the league pretty easily. So with him, you know, Foreman's not going to be at that level, but at least he's not going to be Chuba Hubbard rookie level. So yeah, <laughs> Chuba's go- not a fan friendly or not fan favorite right now. He's had a couple big, uh, Big fumbles so far Big fumbles. this season. Good, good. We love fumbles, and we've got some yeah. linebackers to, to <laughs> knock out those fumbles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I want to go back to the the offense real quick. Um, I mean, obviously, we're just talking about the running back room, but now I want to go to the wide receivers. We talk about Robbie Anderson. There was that uh, infamous uh, comment on the on the Instagram about the rumor of Baker coming to Carolina, and then him backpedaling once Baker was traded. As I was just trying to stick up for uh, Sam Darnold, my guy. Do you think all is right in that in the receiver quarterback rooms there? Um, obviously, Baker's had his struggles uh, between that in the offseason and now the early struggles. Do tensions boil over here if things don't get right pretty quick? I mean, it's definitely not at that point yet. I don't think there's any kind of drama, whether it's I'm between just trying Baker to, I'm just trying to receivers. cause problems here. I'm yeah, just trying to nah. cause them early and, and get in the heads of Carolina right now. We were trying to you – know, there was a rumor that there, the, the, the Matt Rule was losing the team and that the players were turning on him. But after yeah. the last game, they gave Matt Rule the game ball. It was very obvious that they're still in his corner and like trying oh. to win for him. So we were pretty frustrated that that wasn't the case. But, no, I don't think there's any, any friction. I mean – um against the browns you know um baker and robbie connected for a 75 yard bomb so like i mean there's there's no there's no ongoing drama between any of them and you know robbie's kind of an interesting character and definitely uh is off the wall with some of the comments he makes so i don't think anything was was taken too personally there and you know i, I feel bad for dj moore to be honest with you because dj moore is a fantastic receiver and if you go all the way back to his time at maryland the guy's literally never played with the quarterback <laughs> like it's just get you know you get dj the ball and i mean he's absolutely dynamite almost christian mccaffrey level in, in space and um you know he's elusive and just tough to bring down and um we just don't have had a quarterback that can get him the ball. So it's it's uh it's pretty amazing. Um one of the guys that has been kind of been passed around the NFL the last few years is uh you guys' new offensive coordinator, uh Ben Ben McAdoo, uh former Giants head coach, headed to the Jaguars. They didn't like him as a quarterback's coach, let him go, headed to the Cowboys, they didn't like him as a, a consultant. They let him or maybe he was hired from from the Cowboys because he was just a consultant. Now he's your offensive coordinator. What has changed like offensively uh, with McAdoo coming in? (laughs) 
<laughs> we're nothing. <laughs> it's tough to tell. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I, he's very much a pass oriented guy. Um, so touches taking away touches from Christian McCaffrey is what's happened originally. Um, you know, the first couple games that last, the last two games, it's balanced out a little bit better. Obviously, the third being even more balanced. Um, but yeah, it's just it's tough to really see exactly what he's doing, how it's improved. I mean, there was some criticism online from an analyst last week that they were tipping their hand anytime McCaffrey was lining up in the shotgun that the Giants knew we were running. Um, but you know, I'm not I'm not great at watching tape and understanding formations that's not my strength but the people that i've talked to i mean they they say it's very basic what his looks are and it's not surprising that you know baker's just struggling in it because you know the receiver's separation is down from what it has been before whether that's scheme related which i believe it would be more than than you know DJ Moore losing a step, right? So he just it just doesn't seem like I mean the offense is definitely not in sync, right? If you go look at our games, I mean, we've we've barely struggled to score any points offensively. I mean, last week we had one offensive touchdown and it was uh, you know, it was a bomb, or excuse me, it was a receiver that took it to the house, made two uh Chanel. two yeah, two yeah. uh Saints defenders miss. But that was it. I mean, <laughs> we, we, our third down conversions are pathetic. I mean, it's just it, the offense has just looked absolutely terrible. But with that being said, I know you guys have played some good teams. Isn't the Cardinals defense struggling a little bit too? Yeah, the uh, Cardinals secondary and linebacker core is not anything to be proud of. Let's put it that way. So, so this sounds uh, like a get right game for Baker Mayfield. Th- this could it's it's either a get right game for the Cardinals or it's going to be a get right game for the Panthers. I'll tell you that. But I, I will say the Cardinals, if they can show what they did against uh, the Raiders in that second half, well, I would say really the fourth quarter slash overtime. Um, that's where you could hopefully see that that this team turns it around here against against Carolina. That's what you want to see. You want to see that team play Carolina um, mm. because if they do, they'll have no problems. But right. um, I will say this. The Cardinals have lost six straight to the Panthers. Uh, I've Wait, been say, to – that again? Yeah, we, we've lost six straight to the Panthers. <laughs> uh, most recently last year, 34-10 here at State Farm Stadium. In another oh, game man. that fans – I remember going to that game – this is a game you should win. The Panthers aren't very good. Like you are a team that should be able to beat them. Um, your guys' defense, they've typically been a downhill, fast-paced unit. You know, should we expect more of the same out of that defense this weekend? Yeah, the defense has been the only bright spot. And just, you know, before I get into that, uh, before last weekend, that game in Arizona that you're referring to was the last time that we had actually won a football game. So, you know, that was when Fantastic. we brought Cam, Thank you, Cam back and, uh, you know, Cam had the two touchdowns, the one rushing, one one passing touchdown. So we have videos of just, you know, we were all there losing our minds, but that was the last joy that we felt even last weekend with the win it didn't feel very joyous because of the way the offense looked right but yeah so that it's been almost a full calendar year before we you know since we've had a win and since we've had a uh, a good feeling about this team but um uh no the defense has been great i mean the only thing that was missing uh before last weekend were takeaways they had three of them last week one that they scooped up and scored um they stripped up the ball out of camara out of camara's hands picked it up and scored frankie louvu who has uh been starting at linebacker this year has been absolutely an animal he's all over the place uh so he's he's done a really good job but you know between him and burns um you know we're doing a decent job getting pressure but really our strength is in the secondary our uh 
our corner, our unit has got to be one of the top in the league. I mean, between you know J.C. Horn, I mean those guys are those guys are playing playing really really well. Um, I think the last two games, J.C.'s given up two receptions for like three yards. Um, so that that's that's really where the strength is. I mean, if we can get a little bit of pressure, um, yeah, those guys are they're playing pretty locked down in the in the back half. Um, yeah, well, I get, well, go ahead, Gunner. Uh, so being there in Charlotte, uh, we were kind of talking about the weather uh, before you came on. If the weather's yeah. going to be a uh, you know an issue, uh, looks like the hurricane's going to hit you all, or at least pass by on uh, Saturday, right? So the the weather, uh, do you foresee that being a, an issue and in uh, a play in this game? It's tough to tell. I mean, it's you know it's changed, but like you said, the most recent one looks like um, it's going to be past us Saturday evening. So we might just be on the tail end of it on Sunday. Um, I mean, I think we're going to get a ton of rain in Charlotte starting as, you know, as early as this evening. So it'll be it'll be pretty damp. I mean, how that affects the field. It's not grass anymore. They've switched over to the, oh. the turf field. Oh, excuse me. So I know there there is a Charlotte FC game uh, Saturday night, too. So who knows what effect that'll have on the, yeah. the field or even if that game even happens or not. So which is kind of funny in and of itself. This is the second time that we've both teams have had a home game at the sound the same weekend and both times it has been terrible weather where they've had to paint the field the football field uh ahead of time like normally the grounds crew would flip it from saturday to the from the soccer game to a football field but because there's not enough time for the paint to dry um the soccer field will have football lines on it so <laughs> the uh you know the soccer purists in in uh in charlotte aren't very happy about that but um yeah. Hopefully it doesn't rain, you know, too much. Hopefully we're at the tail end of it. I mean, obviously we got a big tailgate in Charlotte. We have about a thousand plus people that come out every Sunday and um, yeah, standing under tents while it's pouring down rain. It's definitely not as much fun. I love it. And uh, one thing we do with all our guests uh, on every, uh, the podcast, the last podcast ahead of the game, we get your score prediction. What do you got for, uh, what do you got for Sunday? And I always like to put money on it, man. Oh man, you know what? It's been it's funny because we do a newsletter. Um, we call it the Game Day Guide that goes out Friday mornings. We have them go out weekly. The media yeah. part of our company, but I do the one uh, that goes out Friday. That's talking specifically about the weekend's events. And um, last weekend, I, I actually skipped my prediction because it's uh, who the hell knows with what what team's going to show up. You know, I mean, yeah. the way they played against the Giants and you know losing on that last second um, last second field goal. Excuse me, the the Browns came out against the Giants and fumbled the two opening offensive drive. I mean, they're just finding a way to lose games really strangely. But then last week they found a way to win other than offense. So, you know, understanding what which team is going to show up on Saturday is is really hard to understand. But I'll tell you what. So since the new reports say Christian's going to be there, mm, the way the defense is playing, I'm going to have to stick with my guys. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say 24-21. Oh, I think that was that the same score you had last week. It was something close to that. Yeah, was something it? close. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and every, of course, yet, yeah, every guest we bring on is rooting for the uh, obviously their their team. So our bets have all been against the Cardinals. All right, yeah. uh, 24, 21, 24, 21 Panthers is a uh, plus ten thousand on FanDuel. So if I put a ten dollar bet, I'll win a thousand bucks if your score pans out, man. So. Thank you for that. Love it. <laughs> and a fifty and a fifty dollar donation to Roy and Ryan. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Venmo. Yeah. There you go. All right, Zach. Uh, social plugs. Tell us where they can find more about Roy Riot yourself and and obviously the Panthers here. 
Yeah, sure. So it's just pretty easy. We're just at Roaring Riot and I'm at Roaring Riot Z at the end, Z for Zach. So pretty easy. And um, yeah, we're, we're active, certainly uh, certainly on there on game day. And um, uh, like I said, we'll have a, a pretty uh, pretty big tailgate this weekend, even if it rains. We allow Cardinal fans in, so anybody that's in town can come hang out. Um, you know, we just have one rule and it applies to Panther fans and Cardinal fans. It's don't be an asshole. Yeah. Other than that, like, let's have a good time. <laughs> I like that rule. I actually really like that because I've had Cardinal fans, uh, you know, Burger Trail, we're not doing anything in Charlotte this week. And we actually have a big party here locally uh, right. at a casino here. And we do a big, we call it the kickoff party for the season. Um, we're doing that coming up this weekend, but I've had a lot of fans reach out saying, hey, where's there to go? You know, what, what where's there a tailgate? Um, so now knowing that you guys do that, anyone that's listening, make sure you go check these guys out. They put on a really cool tailgate. I'll tell you that. So uh, you'll want to check that out for sure. You know, it's funny. I know I gave you a hard time about not coming to Charlotte. I know that uh, your schedule. Yeah, you wanted me to come. You wanted me to come through a hurricane. Thanks. Well, how funny it would be now if you if this was one of your trips and it was a hurricane? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Setting me up for failure. Thank you, Zach, and the Roaring Ride. Hopefully, uh, your prediction comes out uh, incorrect and the Cardinals win. But uh, yeah. we'll talk to you down the road here, Zach. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Good luck this All weekend. Right, thanks, I'm man. Sure, uh, you too, I'm brother. sure you guys will pull it out. So <laughs> there so, yeah. we go. I like that.